Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Red Circle. You can also find us on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check us out on Off the Floor. That's our new Discord. That's where you can communicate with us and each other. People are chatting there all day long. You can just check in when you want. We've also got chats on things other than the heat, the NBA, fantasy gambling, esports, music culture, and we put our promo deals on there as well. So it's well worth the $2.99 a month. Make sure that you get the fresh link, which is at the top of the Twitter handle, the Five Reasons Twitter handle, and subscribe today. Also check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, our friends at Better Edge. I just entered into this week's NFL competition. It's only 10 bucks. If you use the code 5RSN, you get 20 bucks. You do the math. So you can enter two competitions for free. This is a stock exchange for sports betting. What does that mean? You can find the line that you want, and it's legal in the state of Florida and 43 other states. So check it out, betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscay. Yikes. Yikes. Uh. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop in one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick and at Five Reasons Sports. We got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. I'm actually in Orlando right now waiting for the Miami Heat to face the Orlando Magic on Wednesday night. Continues a, a tough run of games here. A uh, loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves, the best best team in the West. Now they play the most surprising team in the East, the Orlando Magic, a team they used to have trouble with. I, I know that there's a lot of Heat fans in the building. There's going to be a lot of Heat fans in, in this building uh, tomorrow night or tonight if you're listening to this on Wednesday. But this is a much better Orlando team than we've seen in the past. And then... You get Atlanta, Miami's mostly handled them recently, but then you get Philadelphia at home on Christmas. So this is a run to test this team, and as usual, they will not be whole. And this is kind of what Brady and all of us have been talking about on the podcast, that we talk about, well, when they finally have their full team together, they're never going to have their full team together. Because when two guys come back, Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry sits in the last game. Now Kyle may play in this game, but Jimmy Butler is out with a sore calf. So... It just looks like this right now, and this is going to feed into our episode, Greg. Particularly those four guys, Bam, Tyler, uh, Jimmy, and, and Kyle. I don't I don't know when we're going to see the four of them out there together. Um, that's been a struggle pretty much since Kyle got here, um, and even before that, before Kyle got here. with Bam was, more, was out there more often, but with Tyler and Jimmy's availability, and it just makes it difficult to assess this team. So what we're going to do today is – we don't want to do the easy for clicks Donovan Mitchell podcast, but Brian Winhorst, who is somebody who I'm friendly with and I respect, has a report out there that Donovan Mitchell, uh, if he goes somewhere, Miami would be one of the teams. We've heard this before. We've heard this with other players. We've heard this specifically with Donovan Mitchell. And I want to put it into this context, Greg. Are we ever going to see this team whole, the one that exists, the one that is being paid by the Arisons, the Miami Heat as they stand, so that we can actually assess them and decide whether or not they need to go get a Donovan Mitchell or they don't? Do, do no. you think that there will ever be a point that, that we're able to make that assessment? 
I really don't, and it's unfortunate, but I also don't think that that's uh, independent to the Miami Heat. I think every team probably is not seeing themselves whole where the Heat are in a weird position is that they need to see all the pieces playing together, whereas I think other groups, if they're not whole, um, maybe because of the top-line talent at the very top of the roster, you know, the Denvers and the Bostons of the world, um, they – it's it's just a different situation for them. And and so this is a unique scenario for the Heat. They have to see Tyler, Bam, and Jimmy play extended time together. I mean, we just we we I hate to boil it down and get so simpleton with it, but that's really what it is because they're your three best players going forward. And they're 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 never gonna get that evaluation period. And unfortunately, I think that the leash is going to get shorter and shorter. I mean, they're a Jimmy Butler buzzer beater away from three home losses consecutively, two of which would have been bad home losses and Minnesota where they were up and then they ended up losing the game anyway. So I just think in recent context, the fact Bam and Tyler come back and immediately take 40 of the 49 or 50 shots that were available to the heat that night and then the next night Jimmy's out. Like how can the team ever find a rhythm, Ethan? Like that's where I think that this is getting weird for them. And it's like, how long can you go with a team that's just never being whole and you're waiting for that moment. And then all of a sudden the playoffs are here and it's kind of felt like the story for a couple of years now. We did a playback today and we recommend everybody check us out on playback. We review the previous night's games. I was on there with Eternal and Matt and also John Jablanca from Miami Heat Beat joined us today. And we were talking about the Heat's good problem, right? When they have too many players who are options to close the game. And so we had this conversation about, okay, should Josh Richardson have closed or should it have been Jaime Hawkins or Caleb Martin? Because Josh kind of got blitzed at the end of that game. Like he ended up getting stuck on Anthony Edwards. And when we reviewed the tape, I'm sure they did that today. It was not pretty, right? It's not going to be pretty against Anthony Edwards for a lot of guys, but it really looked bad. Okay. And so we talk about that problem, like that Spo potentially has nine guys he can close with. Right. But you'd rather have that problem than the opposite problem. The, and the opposite problem is that you just never have enough guys available again to make this kind of assessment. And, you know, look, I've been covering this team long enough. I'm old. Um, and, and I hate to do this stuff because I'm not one of those that says, well, back in my day, but back in my day, uh, just 10 years ago, I mean, I remember staying at this very hotel in Orlando and with the big three and they played, they played like, if you go through it, like, you know, we've, we, we have Norris Cole on our podcast all the time, right? Norris played 82 games one season. Like, Dwayne missed 18 games in one of those years, and we were like, oh, my God. I mean, he literally played three quarters of the games. Unreal. Like, Dwayne was taking too much time off. LeBron played in the, in the mid-70s. Oh, of course. I, and again, th th there, was, there was a lockout season in there, so that affected it. But I'm talking about the percentage of games. He was, he was suiting up 85 to 95 percent of the time chris bosh was available uh, until obviously he had, he had the the, yeah. the the issue where the blood clot where he couldn't be this is different and we can talk about it as load management or what the heat hate that term they're not the only team that's doing this okay but it does seem like they look at the schedule and they're like okay this guy's nicked up. We can sit him in this one. This guy's nicked up. We can sit. And I don't have an issue with sitting Kyle in the last game because Kyle's logged way too many minutes, much more than they wanted him to. And I, I gave him credit on a recent podcast. Okay. That I mean, obviously he's never going to play at the level of the contract, 
but he played at a reasonable level and he was available and you'll take that at this point. But like, this is, you know, we talk about heat culture. Okay. This is not really heat culture. It's not like the hardest working most, but like, why is everybody out all the time? Like, I, I understand why fans are frustrated. Like we, we get the, the game notes the night before or the day before. And it's okay. This guy's questionable. What, what the hell did that happen? And, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know why it is because there are some who believe, and I can tell you there are some inside the heat organization who believe this, that the reduction in practice has led to some of this, that there was a perception that like, say Pat would drive them into the ground, right? Like I remember mm-hmm. waiting seven hours at LaSalle high school for the players to come out. We would order three pizzas. Okay. That Wait, don't happen no more. That does not happen. Like they don't, they don't <laughs> practice nearly as much as they used to. Some and, fans think they do. So just to be clear, they, Ethan, so that don't. you can clarify for everyone, there's fans they that don't. think that the heat are always injured because they're practicing too hard. No. That's a narrative. It's the opposite. There. They practice hard when they practice, but there's a lot of individual work, and some of this, okay, is media avoidance because if you characterize something a certain way, then you don't have to make yourself available to the media. And again, they're not the only team that's done this, and I'm not complaining about it. They're they're available enough to us. The Heat have been very good to us. I have no issues, so I just want to make that very clear. But what I'm just saying is this is this is a strategic difference. From because I look, I'm again, I'm old enough. My first year covering the Miami Heat was 1996 97. Okay. <laughs> and and those practices, first thing, every time they had an off day, they practiced every time. Okay. Occasionally after a back to back, they would not. Now, after back to backs, nobody practices in the league. Shoot arounds are more walkthroughs than they are practices. And I can tell you that there are some inside the organization that believe that this has actually contributed to more injuries, not just with the Heat, but around the league. Whereas there has been this attitude that if you don't practice as much, if you don't work the guys as much, you won't wear them down. And again, I'm guilty of the other perspective too, because we used to complain about Pat and say that, well, the reason that those teams would always fall apart in the playoffs against the Knicks mm-hmm. was because he burnt them out. He burnt out Zoe, he burnt out Tim, he burnt out Mash, he played them all too many minutes, he went with eight-man rotations, he ran these three, four-hour practices, he just drilled them all the time, they never got to relax. I'm not saying Spo is easy on them. He's not, okay? Spo's a great coach. He's the best coach in the league. But I, I do think you can look at the level of injury of absences absences let's not even get into injuries absences okay and say this is not what we're accustomed to even from earlier in Spo's tenure and it's weird and and i i do think as we pivot in the second half of this episode to whether or not they need to go get someone i just wish that they had a team that we knew was going to be on the floor like they have 12 really good playable players it would be nice if 11 of them were available on a consistent basis including their top player who's being paid more north of 40 million dollars that's that's and it's one thing to say we're just trying to be healthy for the playoffs do you really want to be in a position where you're scrambling the last three weeks of the season to get out of the play-in I, I don't know. I want to get your thoughts on Mitchell here on the other side. I do want to mention our one of our great sponsors, Water Cleanup Florida. You can find them at WCUFL.com. That's WCUFL.com. Water Cleanup of Florida is your one-stop water and mold cleanup shop. We know the flooding that happens in, in Broward and Dade and Palm Beach all the time. By the way, they're based in Boca, but they service the entire area. 
make sure that you go to them before anything happens because they can do the preventative maintenance, but also afterwards, again, they can make sure that you're going to get the best possible deal you can from an insurance company. Nobody can guarantee that, but they will do the best that they can. And Michael, Robert, and team, they're just really good people. So reach out to them at WCUFL.com. Again, that's WCUFL.com. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, so let's get to it here. I like their team. I mean, can I say that without – I like their team. Like, I've liked their team. You know, what is it, except reality? Is that what, what Barry says? Yeah. I, I like their – I said that their team is better than the team they took out of training camp last year. And now you see Duncan. I had a chance to talk to Duncan for 10 minutes after the game last night. We're going to turn that into a feature um, about regaining his confidence. By the way, he's now wait. aware of happy birthday, Duncan. Um, he's been an incredible story. Like, he's a new player. Haquez didn't, didn't extend the double-figure streak, but – He's been tremendous, right? Josh has been up and down, okay? But he's added something. Caleb has gotten himself uh, back in a condition. Kevin Love has provided something on most nights. I really like their team. But, again, and they have guys who can do at different pockets of the game. We saw that against Minnesota where they can go to the BAM, Tyler pick and roll. They can go to the BAM, Duncan handoffs. They can go to Jimmy in the block. They can go to Hawkes just going, right? They have a lot of different ways that they can go offensively, defensively. They need to get a hell of a lot better, particularly in the fourth quarter where they've tanked this year. But again, I'll go to you on this. Like it does just getting a Donovan Mitchell, just make all this right. Cause yeah. then it doesn't matter as much. Well, it doesn't matter as much who's in and out on a given night. I mean, there's, there's credence to that idea. I think that we should start to think in those terms about how, if you're that top heavy and you can churn through developmental guys like Miami does and, and bring them up and uh, they can contribute, or you have guys redefining themselves the way that Duncan Robinson has, like, and then Hawkeye's emergence, you have like this nice nucleus that you can basically, if you had another top tier player that you knew you felt good about carrying you for extended periods of time, 
maybe you could get through it. And I, I just, it's, it's weird because in most cases, a team that had been together this long with this group together, with these three guys headlining, you would have already known what the hell you had. And the fact we're having this conversation and it's year, is this year four of this deal? Um, that's, I mean, it's year five, really. Year five, it's, thank you. Um, it, 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 it's year five of Jimmy. I mean, it's it's year what three of Kyle, right? It's yeah, year year two, year three of Caleb, right? I mean, it's so no, but Josh it's, is back. if it's the yeah. fifth year to that point of Tyler, Bam, and Jimmy, we should know what we have with those guys. And I'm I'm sitting here saying to you, they need to have those three guys out on the court so we can figure out how good they're, what their ceiling is. And the fact we're still talking about that maybe means that this is just how it's going to be. And to that point, I start to start thinking about this with a shorter leash and I get less patient and I start to think about maybe they should look at a deal like that. Cleveland's only going to take deals that, that keep them competitive. They don't control their drafts. So they're not going to, do something that makes them a bad team they have to remain relatively competitive just like brooklyn does so i i think that miami would be the type of trade partner for a donovan mitchell if we're going in that direction and um the the thing about liking their team i also think at some point you have to accept reality <laughs> at what you've seen so far and maybe that means getting a little more aggressive and um People are going to just sigh when they hear us talk about this because it's been like over and over that we've um, had different players cycle through this trade transactions uh, conversation. But this is going to get weird here if eventually we're, we're talking about a team that we never got to see hold throughout a whole season. Well, the strange part of it is like we're coming off a night where Tyler Hero jumped right back on a moving train and looked great. And, and it's, you know, I mean, it, he's in this conversation again, right? I mean, if if they're going to trade for Donovan Mitchell, what right? Yeah. What does it look like? It would if be, they're going to try to remain competitive. It it would be some semblance of Tyler and Caleb. If you expanded the deal, I don't know how Kyle's expiring could become useful to you, but Tyler and Caleb is where you're going here, and it sucks. Like it does suck that it becomes a conversation where you're trading Tyler Hero, because um, that's when 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 Wendy is talking about this on a pod. Just so everyone knows, like if he's mentioning Donovan Mitchell to the Heat, it's inherent that Tyler Hero is exiting. Like that's just happening. Um, and so I, I hate that for Tyler because it's not necessarily fair, nor is it his fault. But they're not trading Jimmy and they're not trading Bam. So that's just where I think if they ever did look elsewhere, although I want to reiterate to everyone, neither of us are saying they've looked anywhere. In fact, when I checked in, it was radio silence. Um, I, I think eventually the patience is going to run thinner. I mean, do you think I'm off with that? Do you think that that's the no, fan I, I, in me I, I, bleeding I, over? I, 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 don't, I don't know if you're off with it, but I, I, I just think, again, who is the patience running thinner with? That, that, that's, that's what I'm trying to pinpoint here, right? Because honestly, Riley. my patience on some of this is, is wearing thinner on Jimmy as a number one at this point. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not all the way there because, I mean, he just hit a game-winning shot. Okay, I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, he still can play at a really high level. We, we know that, and and there is another level. I still think he will try to get to once the playoffs come on. But it is difficult to sustain momentum during a regular season 
when you have someone who you just don't know what you're going to get from your star every night. You just don't. Like, we, we get into these games. It's like, okay, it's like, like we're sitting there press row in the first six minutes. Okay, Jimmy cares tonight. Like, that's that's really where we're at. And, and I, you know, Brady and Alex and I do that all the time. And you saw it in the game against Chicago where he had 11 quick points, right? And then he ends up finishing the game. But then he takes that shot at the end of the Minnesota game, which is just – Mm. Dwayne used to do it too. And you know, everybody knows how I feel about Dwayne and how everybody should feel about Dwayne. But I hated those shots from Dwayne also. Like, it's just, it's not, I mean, they're not selfish players. So don't take a selfish shot. Okay. Like, that's, that's where I'm at. Like, if it's a self, if it's Jordan Poole, yes. Okay. It's Jordan Poole. But like, Jimmy knows better than to take that shot. I understand that the guy fell down. I get it. Okay. But everybody's like, Spo drawing up that play. Spo is always going to cater to that guy. He catered to Dwayne, as he said to me, straight to my face. And 15, 16. And when I asked him about Dwayne taking a bunch of bad shots that season, and we actually 14, 15, he took a ton of them. He kept taking, Dwayne kept taking that 20 foot fall away over. How many of those did he miss that year? Mm-hmm. And he looked at me straight in the eye and he said, I will go to my grave with Dwayne Wade taking, taking the, the shot at the end of the game. And then he kept repeating it to everybody else. Okay. That's what he's going to do. And because that is part of coaching is managing certain egos on your team. All right. And Spo has become psychologically a master at that. So again, this is, this is not criticism. This is just a value. This is, this is, um, I, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're, we're observe observation. Okay. Yeah. He is going, he is going to cater to him there. So if he's going to, then Jimmy as your best and smartest player needs to do better than that. It's just that simple. Like you, you, you can't take that shot. Like I, it's, you know what I'm saying? And and it's mm-hmm. because because you you had in that situation, like Spo puts a lineup out there with and we can argue with the lineup, but I don't have a problem with playing Duncan. It was interesting to me. He didn't play Duncan and Tyler together the whole game, and then he played them together late, right? Yeah. So he's got Duncan in rhythm. Tyler was in rhythm all night and and did not force anything. For all the critics of Tyler forcing things, Tyler yeah. was getting relief buckets. That's what he was doing. And then he started to hit that floater, so he started taking more of it. Bam was overly aggressive. We complain about him being aggressive. What, he took 22 shots. Like, he was overly aggressive. But you also had Josh, who, if Josh is going to be out there, one of the things he can do is make a three. He's not always going to make the decision you want him to make late in the game, but he had made a three, a huge three, that got them back into in that stretch. So Jimmy's fourth on the list of guys I would want taking that particular shot that were on the floor. And, and you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. And that's not including Bam because he's not a three-point shooter. So if Spoh's going to put Duncan out there instead of Hawkins, right, then I would have liked Utilize to see him. Duncan Robinson take that shot because— We're in the action. Le- run the action, right, because LeBron would make sure— if LeBron was playing with Duncan Robinson, LeBron would make sure Duncan Robinson got that shot, right? Correct. And then everybody would complain that LeBron didn't take the shot if it Correct. was missed, but it's the right play. It's the same thing he did here passing to Cam Reddish, right, and and the, and the game in Miami, and then Reddish hit a shot, and he said— he made he made one like two games later. UD and Utah will never forget it. I, I I I will never forget. You know why that one's classic? I'm glad you mentioned that one. Because I was in the locker room in Utah. Again, I'm old. I was in the locker room in Utah, and LeBron was defiant in the locker room afterwards. Because if people don't remember, he passed to UD at the end of the game. Okay, and it was during a stretch where the big narrative was LeBron doesn't want to take shots at the end, which was not true. Okay, such bullshit. <laughs> it was total bullshit. Okay, I, I mean, if I have to get back into my defending LeBron mode, I will because a lot of that stuff was just such garbage. It's like the Tua stuff now. Okay, it's just the national narratives are just idiotic. So he passes to UD, and in the locker room, LeBron was defiant with us. He's like, "I'll make that play every time. That's the right play." And you know what? I agreed with him. Okay, 
And then by the time LeBron got back to the bus, he tweeted, I'll do better next time. I'll make sure something along the lines, I'll make sure to take the shot because LeBron let that stuff get in his head. He'd already checked Twitter by the time he got back to the bus and, and he wanted to clarify. He never should have clarified. He should have stood by his laurels because he made the right play. I want to see Jimmy make those plays at the end because we know Jimmy's an unselfish player. He's unselfish with his teammates. He's unselfish with the spotlight. He props other guys up. Especially so now. Don't take that. Especially now, don't take that shot. That that's my thing. And and so I think I think between that and the inconsistent availability, what I'm asking the question is this: We've talked about this being the Jimmy Bam build, right? So Tyler's the guy who's always sacrificed, okay? Because if you're going to go get somebody better, but if you go get Donovan Mitchell, are are we counting on Jimmy to care about the regular season then? Where he's going to perform at, at maybe at, you're at not. Maybe that's how level? you protect against it. Maybe. And then you're, you're counting on Donovan to carry you the way that you were counting on Dame to carry. Correct. It, it, it's an interesting debate. I think, I think if they could get everybody on the floor and they could get everybody playing at a high effort level. Oh, the five okay, on the floor? The five on the floor. And if they could get the defense fixed in the fourth quarter because it's been atrocious okay with or without bam it's been atrocious so it's 20 was it 29th in the league in the fourth quarter it's ridiculous for the heat if they could get that stuff fixed which i believe they have a long enough ramp to do if they get everybody healthy i think this team go to the finals again i i like this roster better than i like last year's roster agree but i don't think they could do it from a seven or eight seed agree so Not two years in a row. Together. Are you kidding me? No. no. What are we doing here? Right. The emotional toll. Forget the physical toll. The emotional toll of being three minutes away from not in the playoffs at all and having to come back from that and then to have that kind of a run. Like, they have relief guys now. They have Hawkins. They have Josh. They have others. Kevin here a whole year. They have other guys who can help get them that way. But eventually, they're going to have to get their core group together and I will say this as somebody who has said, okay, if you can get Dame, you trade Tyler. If you get, you know, if you can get Durant, you trade Tyler. I want to see him see him keep Tyler because I I don't think I I think this the pendulum on him has swung so far the other direction now, and I think they can get from Tyler what they need. Damn team needs to get on the floor regularly, okay, all of them, and 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 then I I think if 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 at that point it's not enough. Then you see, but I, I, you know, look, Donovan Mitchell's a great player. Would he help them? Sure. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I've come around to liking their team, even as they're losing. I, cause I see, I see, I see the pockets of that game against Minnesota. I'm like, that's been the best team of the West. You dominated that team for right. long stretches of the game. And then you relaxed and you started doing stupid stuff. So clean up the stupid stuff, get everybody on the floor and we see what happens. Amen. Good night. Well, Good night. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.